Hey, Fairborn City Manager Rob here with Megan Howard. Hi, Megan. I'm going to say howdy. Hey, that's perfect. Uh, yeah. This is going to be a theme for today, I think. Uh, and this is rumor has it. This is our more uh, up-to-date, more timely uh, rumor control podcast. If you're following along and if you followed us and left us, sorry to see you go. Uh, please give us another shot. We're finally t- we're tuning this up as best we can as we go along. But this is episode four, believe it or not. Maybe by episode 10. Yeah, well, I may be having it together by episode 20. We'll see <laughs> if, we, if we go that far. Uh, but this is rumor has it. This is what we use to try to get the, the word out on some things that maybe uh, some folks are hearing in the community or uh, some misinformation may be out there. So we've got a lot to go over today. Yep. And so I want to get to it as quick as we can. So does that mean less banter? Oh, no, we can banter all you want. I, okay. I'm fine with banter. I just want to just, we'll just dive right in and banter along as we go. Perfect. How about that? Uh, we need to start with some corrections. So as mm-hmm. you know, we've, I think I admitted in the last podcast that I prepared a little bit for this. I think the first episode we did, I was super prepared. Yeah. Next episode, mm, prepared, but not so much. Third episode, I was flying by the seat of my pants. Uh, I'd say this episode, I'm winging it. So uh, that's not to say the information we give you is true and correct. Bode well for we, the fifth we, one. No wonder people are dropping us like a hot potato. <laughs> um, but it's the information we give you is true with regard to projects. I just may get some names and things mixed up and from time to time because I'm forgetful and I just finding a name of something on the fly is pretty difficult. So, uh, and as we have this banter, we go back and forth, uh, something pops in my head and I'm like, Hey, let's talk about this. And I have no idea what, like, right. yeah. So you okay. get it. So anyway, let's jump right in on some corrections. I think in one of the first two episodes I mentioned as a, did you know that we have five of our seven council members are retired military. That was the statement that I made. And that's factually incorrect. We have five of the seven members that are veterans, uh, but I don't know that all five retired from the military. There are some that uh, served their time and then got out without retiring. So um, I wanted to make that clear. I didn't want people to think that we all had, they're all retired. So just point of clarification. And then most more importantly, I think a lot of you had sent in, a few of you had had sent us a message and commented on our Facebook post about, I called uh, the the former school on Central Park Hills High School mm-hmm. and was completely wrong. <laughs> Not even close. Uh, that was the old Central School, I believe it was a junior high at the time, but I was told that Park Hills High School is actually where Fairborn High School is located right now. Huh. Um, I probably got that wrong too, so people will let us know if I did. But I believe that that's hmm. the location of the old Park Hills High School. So what was Black Lane? I'm not gonna guess. I, I don't know and I'm not gonna guess. <laughs> I believe it was an elementary school. You just guessed. Well, I mean, it's it was an elementary school. What it was before <laughs> that, I don't know. So uh, somebody out there, let us know what uh, Black Lane School is. I know that that's where they do cheerleading practice. Yeah. Currently. And, we, and, we and want there's this, a park there. And we want this podcast to be interactive. So please let us know what Black Lane Elementary was, <laughs> if it was anything before it was an elementary school. And let us the know Fairborn everything. Digital Academy. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, there we go. So was that too. So anything before, before the Black Lane Elementary... Uh, if there's any history before that, please let us know. We'll be glad to add it to the next episode. Right, because I know that the schools at one point were neighborhood schools, or right. that one was a neighborhood school. Makes sense. I mean, right there when Rona Hills was developed, I mean, it makes sense to have a Yeah, although I could be school. wrong about that too. Uh, correct us if we're wrong. We're, yeah. we're not unwilling to admit when we've made a mistake. Nope. So we certainly would do that. Now let's get to the stuff that people really want to know. What's coming up? Right. Um, and really the theme, I think, of this week is going to be bluegrass. Yes. Because we are, 
a little over a week away from our signature event, which is our bluegrass and brew. Yes. And I admittedly am getting a little bit nervous about it this year uh, in a good way, good nervous, because I think this is going to be uh, the most heavily attended event we've ever done downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be, I think it's going to be amazing, but you know, I just get nervous because we've not had this many people, I think, show an interest in an event right. before it happened. We were pleasantly surprised with Friday the 13th because mm-hmm. the reaction to that on social media was insane. Uh, I believe this is bigger. Yes. So uh, just for people that are listening, give, give me a, a number. So we like to talk about, and I know people judge social media differently, mm-hmm. to truly judge how social media uh, is trending, you really look at the reach, right? The number of impressions and the number of people who may have the opportunity to see it or have it come up on their feed, right? We don't normally normally just count comments uh, because Correct. those can be inflated, particularly on certain uh, Facebook pages that like to take shots of the city. If you're commenting on your own page, it doesn't make sense to add those. But looking at reach, which is uh, eyeballs that could be on this thing, our most recent post for F- Bluegrass and Brew had how many impressions? Uh, it was like 70,000. 70,000, not just 70. Right, that was the like... The overall, it's been, it has 151 shares. Right. Which the one post alone for Friday the 13th did get a little bit more. Right. However, this was like one of however many we've done for bluegrass. Like it's a, it's pretty significant. So tell me, are you still getting some phone calls from people pretty regular about yeah. Where they can find a hotel, how much tickets cost. So I would say at least once a day, if not like multiple times a day, we'll get emails and messages of, hey, you know, is this free? Where can we find parking and sitting? You know, where? just give us some of the details. Right. And it's people that aren't from here. Right. Um, there's a lot of people that I looked yesterday just who have commented on the post or uh, Rhonda Vincent actually shared it on her Facebook page. Right. So I went through and looked there and there are people from Kentucky and um, Southern Ohio. Michigan, I saw, I think. Michigan, I think was one of them yeah. that are saying, so excited, we'll see you there. So I'm like, this is way outside of Fairborn. Which num- on the one hand is terrific because yeah. that's what we're really, that's why we do this, right? We want the marketing, we want people to come to Fairborn that maybe wouldn't be here, wouldn't come here for anything else. Right. Uh, but on the other hand, it's a little nerve wracking because you know, we're gonna have a lot of people downtown and, mm-hmm. and uh, it's gonna be terrific because the lineup is amazing. So before we get into that, let's talk about some logistics. So we just had our final meeting today with the internal group that helps put this thing together. So it's Parks and Rec, um, our police, fire, and public works who really handle the majority of all these things and do a terrific job putting this together. Um, some logistics for folks who may live around here if they want to come downtown on August the 5th. Yeah. What are some things that we're going to close the road between on Main Street between Grand and Wright? That's essentially where the Morrison Fuel Homes, it's where the farmer's market is, it's where the old Fifth Third Bank is. Correct. Uh, that'll be hard closed at 9 a.m. on Friday. Correct. Uh, and the reason we do that is we have to set the stage up, and that takes a little bit of time. We will keep the rest of Main Street open. Mm-hmm until about two o'clock. Correct. When then we will hard close, essentially from Central, all the way down to Miller, which is uh, really where Correct. the Spark Block, past Giovanni's, right. uh, if you're, if you're um, 
if you're trying to figure out where that is, it's right past Giovanni's. We're going to hard close that because we've got tour buses, we've got equipment, things that need to set up there, and we will put those in Main Street. Um, Megan, tell us, so Friday the 13th, I hate to keep referencing that, but that's really the most, uh, one of the most recent things we've done mm-hmm. that had a tremendous crowd. Uh, and we were a little um, under, we weren't fully prepared for what we were going to get. Correct. Talk about food. So event starts at four. Um, yes. Food trucks will be there and up and running at four. Let's talk about, we only had, I think, four food trucks for Friday the 13th. Correct. How many do we have for bluegrass? We have confirmed nine. Okay. Uh, hopefully 12 when all is said and done. That's all said and done. So if you were disappointed at Friday the 13th, there were some long lines for some food vendors. Yeah. Hopefully we alleviate that this time. We've got uh, nine, hopefully 12 food vendors. Let's go over the nine that are confirmed, if you would, please. Yeah. Talk about who we've got. It's a pretty good mix. It is a pretty good mix. We have uh, Go Downs Fixins. Okay. Buckeye Burgers. What the Taco, the Wild Banana, my personal favorite. Right. Home Cooked Vibes, Chicago Gyros and Dogs. Nice. Cubzilla, which is a Fairborn fan favorite, I believe. Right. Uh, Underdogs Mobile. Damien's, Damien's, Daiquiri's. Okay. That's a new one. I'm guessing they're not alcoholic. Uh, that would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, then the we're waiting on a few things uh, from the next three. Christian Brothers Meat Company, East Coast Eats, and Young's Jersey Dairy. Great. So you've got everything from burgers to gyros to hot dogs to tacos to, it's okay, gyros, gyros. It's, it's, gyros. I, think, I think it all works. Yeah, you know. Uh, to ice cream, to daiquiris, for crying out loud, and to, if you want to make a power bowl with uh, a smoothie bowl. Yeah, a smoothie bowl from your favorite place, you can certainly do that. Don't so. spill it. We've got a little something for everybody. We also have a beer garden, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll have uh, Bond Bright as our uh, partner with that. So we'll have your typical Miller Lite. Um, yep. I think we'll have some seltzers. With Warped Wing, right? And then Warped Wing is our um, our brew part, really the, the micro brew part. Uh, and we'll have double the amount of taps that we had at Friday the, th- Friday the 13th. So right. we should be able to get a little bit more volume, uh, hopefully no long lines as you're waiting for that. We're also going to do something we didn't do on Friday the 13th to sell water. Yes. <laughs> we we never thought. We thought you'd have the ability to go to a food truck, get a bottle of water. People yeah. will be selling water uh, standalone at this event. So yeah. it is typically hotter. I mean, it's going to be hot. It's August 5th, which August is it's like 90 months. So I think the forecast is 92 <laughs> at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, you'll need water. That'll be for sale. Uh, and so we'll we've I think we have the food and drink covered better than we did for Friday the 13th, right. and, which is gonna make sense because we have a bigger crowd coming. And we'll still have the downtown uh, businesses that will sell food, they should be open. and Right, so hopefully tickets, lefties, uh, Giovanni's. Um, barbecue, bourbon, barbecue uh, Bourbon chicken. Bayou Bistro, that's, Bistro that's sorry. Um, I think Chantilly Cream may also be open. Um, and so hopefully you can frequent those places yeah. as well. I know also the other, so Mr. P's, I'm sure Top mm-hmm. Dog, all the places will be open as well. Please come down and and visit those places while you're here. That's why we do this. That's part of the reason we do this. Go shop in the different stores that are open. Uh, that's 99% of the reason we're putting this together is right. to introduce people to our downtown. Yep. So let's talk about the event itself. So it starts at four. Yes. Um, well, before we get to the, I don't want to save the lineup for last because that's the key thing okay. that we're talking about. Uh, logistics. So where can you park? So you can park uh, on street parking. Um, okay. 
you know, on the other side of, of Central, down by us from Central to Pleasant. Okay. You can park on, or not Central, on Main Street, sorry. Yeah, Central to, to Pleasant. Yep. Then Main Street from Miller to Broad Street or okay. all the way down to First. Um, you can park behind the Spark Block. Yep. On where Giovanni's is at. Right. The library, the Central Park area with the YMCA. Yep. Um, we talked about being able to park at the theater. Right. Um, you know, it, depending on when you get there, you may get some really good parking. And if you come later, <laughs> right. Uh, good luck. And be mindful of uh, people that live in this neighborhood. So if right. you're going to try to park on Grand Avenue or Wright or Miller uh, or Pleasant or anywhere, just be sure you're not blocking driveways. You're not, you be right. polite uh, and park where there's a parking spot. Don't create a space as I like to, to say it. Uh, just be mindful of where you're parking. Um, most all of downtown is within a short walk of where we're doing this, so um, certainly park. You can park at the uh, the former um, family video site. Yeah, uh, you could park at the Legion where the Legion parking was. Oh, uh, yeah, plenty plenty about of those. parking lots there if you need to. And uh, again, it's a very short walk uh, to come and uh, to downtown. So be mindful of that. So I'm oh. going to put you on the spot for a minute. Okay, because I get a lot of questions about this. Yeah. Do we have any handicap accessible areas that we've designated? So those individual parking lots that we mentioned have handicap spots. Okay. Uh, we don't have anything designated immediately at the event. So, um, but there are handicap spots there. If you are in need of something, um, you know, reach out to us. If you have a special need, we'll see if we can yep. help address it. But um, again, most of it is within a reasonable distance. And so hopefully it's not that big of an okay. inconvenience. Just wanted to make sure we covered that. No, that was great. So. Let's get to the really the headline here. Um, so, event starts at four. Music doesn't start till six. Correct. Uh, which is somewhat different than what we've done in the past. We've started music, bam, right at four. We're doing this. Yeah. Um, I think in this case, because we have such a good lineup, we want to give people a chance to get here. It mm -hmm. is Friday, uh, and so starting at four is a little inconvenient for folks. So, uh, let's go over the lineup. So we we started four o'clock. Everything opens. You can come have dinner. Yeah, you can absolutely. shop downtown. You can get your seat. Um, grab a beer at the beer garden. Walk through, walk around downtown in the fora. Yep. Um, but uh, the first band in the lineup is at six, and that's who? Joe Mullins and the Radio Ramblers. So Joe Mullins, who uh, have to has to get a lot of credit for this lineup because yep. he really helped us put this band list together and helped us tremendously to do this. So thank you, Joe, for your contribution and what you've done here, not only just playing, but putting it together leads the whole thing off and we start off with a bang yeah i mean i'm really hoping that he was we, the headliner last year he was the headliner last year and he's opening event this year yeah. that tells you anything um the one song i think and i'm going to make a personal request to him is we need to have bacon in my beans that's <laughs> the that song is terrific and uh, so i'll see if he can play bacon in my beans and there's a particular uh, former council member who's now a township trustee that loves that song so rob hoffman if you're coming i'll see if they can do bacon in my beans We'll put, uh, we'll put that in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. That's right. <laughs> we'll link to the YouTube that is Bacon in My Beans. <laughs> so the second act, so we go from Joe Mullins, starts off with a bang, and then who's coming up? So Joe Mullins is at six. Then we have Alan Bybee in Grasstown at 7.15. So Joe will play for an hour, mm -hmm. uh, which is a great show for them. They do, again, they could yeah. play for three hours if they needed to. Uh, but you get a little taste of Joe for an hour. We could take a 15-minute break. Alan Bybee in Grasstown comes up, and I hear he's one of the top mandolin players in the country. Yeah. Uh, so again, uh, the lineup is just incredible. So Alan will play starting at 7.15. And then we have the headliner who is a three-time Grammy Award winner and a Grand Ole Opry member, 
Rhonda Vincent and the Rage. And what time does Rhonda take the stage? She goes on at 8.30. And she's also known as the Queen of Bluegrass. The Queen of Bluegrass. That's right. Absolutely. And she'll play for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. So she'll get a little bit more airtime. Uh, but uh, again, uh, get, to, get, get here early uh, because you have to bring your own chair. Yeah. Um, and set your chair up, grab something to eat. Um, have a beverage shop downtown because you, you're going to need to get a seat uh, for this because it could be a uh, a monster crowd. Yeah, it's a good so, good problem to have. Yeah, it's a wonderful problem to have. And I'm told from, I, I spoke to some folks who are with Rhonda, uh, she typically likes to stick around. Uh, so if you want to stick around, she signs some autographs at the end of the show. So <laughs> she's very approachable, loves to be with the people. Uh, and I think she's going to be a big hit here. So. Yeah. That's going to be terrific. And this is totally free, which when I've communicated with people throughout the last couple of weeks, it's almost as if they're asking me more than once just to confirm the fact that this event is free. Right. And, you know, because most of these artists, they, it's a charge to get into their concerts. And so it's, oh, to be able to offer all three of these acts at one time for in a free event is know, pretty good opportunity for a lot of people. And I think the reason we're able to get these folks is there's where the date that we've picked falls between two other bluegrass events. And I understand that I think all three of these bands, if I'm not mistaken, are going to be in Parsons, West Virginia. Okay. I think two days before our event. And then the day after they're heading to Michigan, there's an event in Milan, Michigan. So I believe we're perfectly situated yeah. between West Virginia and Michigan and folks can kind of come through here and hit us uh, in between those two events and it makes out makes it perfect. Yeah, so. and we were looking today that Rhonda Vincent on the 4th is playing at the Grand Old Opry. So she's playing at the Grand Old Opry the night before she comes here, which I just, yeah. I think is so awesome. And so I think if you were to pay for a ticket to the either, either of those three events that are not us, you're gonna pay probably $25 plus oh, yeah. uh, to see Absolutely. this type of a lineup. And we're giving it to you for free. Yep. So come to Fairborn and hear the three tremendous bluegrass bands and the queen of bluegrass, uh, Rhonda Vincent. She's going to be terrific. And, and we're looking forward to seeing you here on August the 5th. So in addition to that, I don't know if you wanted to touch on this. So we do have some giveaways. Yes, let's touch on that. That we're going to do. So we have some uh, stickers. We have new like lapel pins, which are pretty awesome. They're, nice. they're just a new item we have, some buttons. We got uh, some mason jar mugs. Wow. That are going to be pretty cool. Appropriate. Appropriate for yeah. Bluegrass and Brew. Uh, so we do have some fun giveaways. We have the the posters that Delaney created, which are ridiculously phenomenal. Right. That we'll give away. Uh, but something we've talked about doing year after year is shirts. Right. And we've sold shirts before and it, we just had excess inventory that, in fact, I think we still have some. We might. So if we do, we'll we, we might bundle up some shirts <laughs> as part of this giveaway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll have those too, but we're creating an online store so that people can just purchase the shirt and then have it shipped to them. Uh, and it's not just for bluegrass. This will extend through Fairborn stuff that we do events, other events that we do, we're going to put items on there. Um, but this is kind of a test trial run for this system and we'll see how yeah. that works. So I was going to, I was going to put you on the spot and ask you about t-shirts. So you, you've trumped me there or, or got out in front of me there. <clears throat> but so that's the reason that we're doing that is it's very difficult to uh, put together an inventory really for a yeah. t-shirt store. 
And not to mention the fact that it's very difficult because we have to have someone that can sell t-shirts. We have to have somebody manage the money. We have to take cash and or credit. It's just, it's a hassle. Right. I mean, it's a hassle. Not a hassle, it's just it's labor intensive and we're already doing so many other things that it's, uh, if we could take that off of our, our list, it's better. Uh, but we wanna be able to provide shirts. So mm-hmm. um, if somebody has a, a need for a shirt, uh, they'll be able to go to the store, order it, get it within yep. a few days. Not as convenient as buying it at the event, but certainly uh, it's easier for us to do that. And I think it's easier to control right. uh, just the inventory part of it. And we'll even maybe use some old logos to put some old shirts together. So if yeah. you missed it, uh, the first year we had a, a specific color of shirt mm-hmm. that we've not had since. Maybe we'll throw that back out there and allow yep. people to buy that shirt as well. Well, and what's really neat is you can, so we can offer multiple colors right for you know the shirts so we can um you know you you can have a green shirt instead of a gray one it's whatever you know whatever you want so it's user friendly it's like pick your own adventure choose your own adventure i love those books those are the best great yeah a little bit of nostalgia okay so we've spent about 20 minutes talking about bluegrass and blue (laughs) and that's really dominating really what if we look at the time we spend in a day that's probably what's dominating our day absolutely we have a ton more stuff to get to here so um, there's a few other things that I want to talk about that are coming up. So you're going to be Micro Machine Man? What's Micro Machine Man? What? You don't know about the Micro Machine Man? I don't know about the Micro Machine Man, I'm sorry. He's the guy that talks really fast. Oh, I wish I could. <sighs> I, I envy that guy, but no, I'm not. We'll put him in the show notes too, because right. his commercials were the best. Uh, I mean, I, I'd probably break a sweat just thinking here, so <laughs> I don't know that I could talk any faster than I already do. Uh, but let's talk about a couple things that people may have noticed or that we want to give them some information yeah. on. Uh, one is the Kaufman Avenue trees on Kaufman. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've driven down Kaufman, you've seen that a few of the cherry trees we put in have died. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so give us an update a little bit, if you don't mind, Megan, on that, on some of those dead trees. So we're going to have a company uh, come out and just remove the dead trees. And the goal is to kind of replace those dead trees with not dead trees. Right. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> Hopefully. And then they're going to earmark, well, not necessarily earmark, but they're going to tag other trees that only had a few um, blooms. And then we'll kind of yeah. wait to see next spring how they do. And uh, if they bloom, they're good to go. If not, those will be replaced as well. And the thing I want to remind people of, when we pick that tree, it's a very specific type of tree. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very specific type of cherry tree. It's not just a you know, run-of-the-mill, right. go to Bernard's to get a cherry tree. These are very specific because we worked with an organization that had a 2,000 cherry trees project. Yep. So a uh, wonderful organization. I won't even begin to try to explain what they do, but um, it has to do with the yep. relationship between Japan and the United States when the cherry trees are brought over and put in Washington, D.C. Yep. And so it's a, it's a continuation of that project, and it's a very specific cherry tree. So uh, getting those are not easy, so trying to locate those trees are – uh, a little bit difficult and they are not, you know, it's not like a, um, you know, what's the junk tree they're trying to get rid of now? The, um, I don't know. Again, I did, I don't prepare and I start <laughs> to think of things and it just, anyway, the, uh, or like a silver maple, those things will grow in, you know, dust. So, um, you know, these take a little <laughs> bit more, uh, expert care. We have been watering the trees on coffin for anybody that says, well, you didn't water them. That's why they died. That's not true. <laughs> We've been watering them. It's rained a good amount of time yeah. this, this summer. So uh, water has not been an issue. They're just very delicate trees and they've had to be shipped over a long period and yeah. it just stuff happens, trees die. It is what it is. Yeah, sometimes so, when you plant things, it just doesn't 
it doesn't work. And we'll get the one, I, we want to make sure we got the dead ones out so it doesn't look like we have dead trees that have a gap than a dead tree. So we're going to give maybe some spaces there where we take out a few and hopefully get those planted in the spring. So I want to give everybody an update on that yeah. so that we uh, we don't get any questions or we see things, you know, why are there dead trees? Well, That's we're going to get them replaced. Uh, we have a big event coming up this Saturday mm-hmm. at Community Park. You want to talk about the WTWW? Yes. <laughs> Good do, job do you know with what that the, for? I do. I do. <laughs> you could say it. I think, I mean, who cares, right? White trash and white walls. And white walls. That's right. So it's a private group putting yeah. on a car show in community park. And it is one of the like largest car shows that is at a uh, community throughout the summer or even throughout the year. I mean, it's, it is massive. It's from nine to four, nine to five ish uh, on Saturday. Right. So if you're into cars and car shows uh, and you're a kind of a, a viewer of that, get there. Uh, if you're not a viewer, but you want to participate in the car show, I believe everything's at 8 a.m. Right. I think and is what show up at eight. they yep. were saying. Um, you can participate as a as a car owner. They do have prizes. They have people that walk around and judge the cars. Yeah. So you can, I'm sure, multiple categories. Um, I was asked to do a couple years ago before, I think probably before COVID, so three years ago, um, just have a, a pick the car that I like the best. Okay. Um I'm not a car person, but there are some beautiful cars there, and it's it runs the gamut um, of any type of car you can imagine. It's probably there, yeah. uh, and there's some beautiful cars. Uh, we are fortunate. I think we're kind of the Ohio. I think is a mecca uh, for car people, and uh, so we have a lot of great cars here uh, in this area. And it's just if you if you're into that, it's worth your time to come up to Community Park and absolutely. Check it out. I think the one year they had over like 800 cars. I believe it. Like it was. Yeah, I believe it. It's insane how many cars they have. So kudos to the folks that put that together. That's another yeah. thing that uh, we're known for, and it's been tremendous. So, yep. and this weekend's weather is supposed to be gorgeous. So <laughs> perfect. You can even come out here before you go to the air show. Air show doesn't start usually till the afternoon. So if you're going to the air show, come here and see some cool cars. You could do the land and then the air. And, oh, look at that! All in one day. We don't have any water. Can't do the sea part, but. Mm. Uh, you can do the land and check out the cars and then go see the planes. Could fish at Community Park. There you go. Oh my goodness, we can do all three here. And Oaks Quarry. And Oaks Quarry. Yeah. Perfect. Land Airty. So, so that's the White Trash and White Walls Car Show. Again, great event. Uh, kudos to Dave. I think Dave Bonner who puts that together. Uh, great job, him and his committee. Again, it's a huge thing for Fairborn. I yep. uh, want to talk a little bit about. Uh, I have a note here for downtown. You know what that is? This is. You shared a note with me. It just says downtown. Uh, it looks like you meant to write something else and it's not there. I lost my train of thought, but okay. I did remember. So we've we've just had, we've seen online, you know, just a couple of businesses downtown of COVID just really kind of upset their typical procedures in life, right. and, you know, as it has everybody else. So it's just a, more of a an encouragement to continue to support the downtown businesses uh, as much as you can. Yeah. Um, you know, it's again, it's not a directive. It's just a, hey, if you're thinking about going out to eat somewhere, maybe think about one of the downtown businesses first and check if they're open. Lefties has brand new hours. They do. Um, open on Sunday. Open on Sundays. They're open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. or 7.30. 7. 7.30 to 7. I didn't prepare. I knew it was a yeah. 7 o'clock hour. Yeah. Um, seven-ish. Seven-ish yeah. to seven-ish. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so okay. just uh, an encouragement to just continue to support those businesses because if, if we don't support them, uh, they have a little bit harder time to uh, to continue what they do. I know we get some criticism from folks who say, well, all you do is worry about downtown. Well, it's not all we do, number one. Right. 
uh, but we do worry about downtown because uh, we want to make sure that it's thriving. And I know a lot of people are nostalgic for the days when we had shoe stores and Kroger stores and everything downtown. And, you know, I think those days are gone where the big box stores will come downtown. But I think there are other small businesses that have do some wonderful things down there. Yeah. And we really have a great mix uh, in our downtown. You can get, there's a thrift store. You can get, uh, My Mother's Memories has some wonderful collectibles, mm-hmm. you know, comic book store, toy store. Yeah. Um you have an oddity, the oddity shop. You've, we have a museum. If you're interested in military history, there's a museum. Uh, you, of course, Foy's, if you like, you know, the five and dime and the costume store. I mean, we just have a wonderful mix. Yeah. Um, and again, if you're looking for something to do and looking for a place to go eat, tickets, the Bourbon Bayou Bistro, Lefties, yeah. um, you know, they're all there. Um, please come down and support them. So I'll take the criticism that we get for putting a lot of emphasis on our downtown because we want it to thrive Mm -hmm. and if that's thriving then we're really in a good space absolutely so So. check out those stores so that was a good hit just from the word downtown yeah good job you know thanks Uh, and then i want to talk about something that just started to break the last couple days is that folks may see that the city has filed a lawsuit Uh, against uh, the manufacturers of it's called pfas and pfos i'm not even going to try to pronounce what those things mean but essentially it's the forever chemicals that are in certain uh, certain sprays and certain uh, right. tech chemicals uh, that get into the groundwater and are uh, cause cancer. And these are chemicals that don't go away. They're forever chemicals for a reason, call that for a reason. Um, a few years ago, the state of Ohio required all communities that have uh, drinking water to test their systems to see if this chemical was present in any of the uh, water that people drink. There are some communities like the city of Dayton that had uh, uh, some levels of this chemical in their drinking water uh, and are dealing with that as we speak. Uh, Fairborn, and I want to make this as plain as I could possibly make it, in the wells that we use to provide drinking water had zero uh, trace of this these forever chemicals in the water. None. Not there. Um, in a, one of our backup wells that we use, not necessarily for drinking water, but we use this well to flush some of our systems and do some of our maintenance mm-hmm on them, uh, you know, because you sometimes have to back flush some things to clean them out. Sure. Um, there was a small, small trace well below the uh, the level that OEPA set, but there was a small trace in one of our backup wells. We've discontinued use of that well, so we don't use that well. Um, we are using the other wells that don't have a trace in it, uh, so I want people to be clear. We do not have any issue with PFAS and PFOS in our drinking water, none. Um, and I saw one of the, um, I'll call it a contrarian page, who posted the story from WHIO and said that we have uh, contaminated drinking water. We do not. That couldn't be further from the truth. Right. Uh, and if the person actually listened to the story or read the story before they just shared it, they probably would realize that. But that's not, I mean, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story, right? Right. So we want to make sure that everybody understands we have no issue with our drinking water. It's clean has none of these issues in it. The water quality report that we put out every year is on the website. Uh, You can go to that and look at it, but I want people to know that uh, our drinking water is safe. The other thing I want people to know is that this has nothing to do with RIPAT. Um, We are not implicating RIPAT in this lawsuit. We have no issue with RIPAT. Yes, they may have used the chemical out there, but they're no different than, you know, I'm not going to sue somebody who's a smoker uh, because Correct. because of cancer, you sue the people that made the cigarettes, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. So we're not going to, we have no issue with RIPAT. This is in no way 
uh, an attempt to do anything negative to RIPAP because we love that relationship with them and we rely on them. So I want to, I don't want anybody to get concerned that we're doing anything to, um, that'll have a negative impact on RIPAP. We are not doing that either. Right. So yeah, we'll put the, uh, for those who are interested, the um, water quality report uh, in the notes. And in the show notes? In the show notes. Okay. I like saying show notes. That's a good word. <laughs> I know. It's so much fun. So that's uh, kind of the uh, the rumor has it type stuff that's come up so far. Let's do uh, let's do our usual. Is Maple Avenue finished? Nope. Is it finished? No, it's not finished. Are we close? Uh, I haven't been down it. I avoid it to be honest. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> we probably shouldn't tell people that we avoid Maple Avenue. I drive it every day. <laughs> not well, every- I mean, I live at the end of Maple, so right. in order for me to get here, it's like two streets over. So Maple Avenue is going along nicely. There we um, go. That's a much better way to communicate. It's it. moving along. I think we're targeting <laughs> potentially August still. There's a, a potential that we could be right before the uh, middle school, or I'm sorry, the intermediate school opens. Okay. Um, we are looking at some things we can do to, to pare the project down a bit uh, to make it go faster and get things mm-hmm. turned over quicker. So good news is I think we may be a little bit under budget, a little bit before, ahead of schedule, but don't. Don't I'm quote not, you on I'm that. I'm not necessarily willing yet to to bet on that, uh, <laughs> but I think we will be done before Dairy Queen. I think we may be done before the intermediate school, maybe. But again, it's progressing nicely. If you've been through there, the concrete okay. work is, is coming to a close. They should be filling in the dirt uh, in the tree lawns, and then they should get the first part of the asphalt down on the side they've been working on uh, so that we can then shift traffic over and then work on the east side. Correct, so, and, and a note on the shifting of the traffic, even though it's going to be in the opposite lane, it is still only going to flow northbound. Okay. That makes so, sense. So, so it will not. So the way it's been flowing, it'll flow just it, be on the other side of the street. Correct. Okay. So if you see it and you're like, oh, I can go southbound now. No, you, it will still only flow northbound traffic. Okay. Good to know. It's so, a little confusing. No, that's, that's good to, to, and tell your friends that uh, it'll be the same direction of traffic, just the other side of the road. Right. Okay. I want to address something that I saw happen yesterday and I wanted to clarify it. So if you, the new Maple phase one, mm-hmm. which is the completed portion, which is from Doris Drive to the overpass right. uh, as you go north, uh, Vectoran or Centerport Energy, whatever they're called now, was digging up the, the, um, the multi-purpose path <laughs> because they had a gas leak in there. Uh, so they're repairing one of their lines taking up a portion of the multi-purpose path, which enraged me. I'm lucky I didn't drive off the road. I was so, when I saw <laughs> that, I just got upset. Um, I'm here to tell you that they will be repairing that patch and be replacing that entire concrete panel. So it should be a seamless look to it. It won't look like a patch, mm-hmm. uh, but it just broke my heart that they went through and, and did that. So I want folks to realize that that's not the city doing that. We're not completing right. a street and tearing it up. Uh, there is another utility that we don't own or control that really got all their lines replaced as before that project was done, but still had an issue where they right. need to go in and make a repair. It's uh, Some of that stuff's unavoidable. All we can do is make sure that they repair it to the same level it was before they started. Right. And so we're going to try to do that. But I want people to see, well, if they see that on Maple, hey, why is the city doing that? We're not doing that. <laughs> They're in there maintaining their lines, and we're just going to make sure they repair it the way it needs to be repaired. Correct. So. So let's, when we hit the ARPA, let's only do one this week. Yeah, we're running a little bit behind, aren't we? Yeah. I'm so sorry. So we'll only do one this week for ARPA. Or we can just hold off until... Do you want to do ARPA or do you want to do construction projects next? Well, let's do construction. Like if, why don't we hold off on ARPA this week? Okay. Well, 
So if you're here to listen for the ARPA stuff, you can stop listening now. We won't do ARPA after this point. We hope you keep going. But if you tuned in just for ARPA, then you're in this for Sorry. the wrong reason. <laughs> right? This is on the fly, uh, <laughs> right. in the moment editing. decision. You can blame me. It's We're okay. editing right here. Um, so no ARPA this week. We'll do a couple projects next week, tell you where we are with those. Uh, and go over those. So construction projects, Colonel Glenn, give me a Colonel Glenn update. It is done and it is beautiful. It is beautiful. I really like it. So that coincided, we got that finished before Wright State starts our next semester. Mm -hmm. So that helps. Uh, and if you remember what it was like before, it wasn't bad. Mm -mm. It just was kind of ugh. like, it wasn't, wasn't beautiful. It wasn't a, yeah. you know, it looked like an engineer designed a street, right? And no offense to engineers, <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't the nicest looking thing. It was functional. It was. Uh, but it wasn't the nicest looking thing. Well, so. in the way that it's designed now, it, it will allow Wright State students to cross so they can get from kind of one side to the other. They or, I mean, anybody else. But I mean, they could have crossed before, but it's kind of, you like know, you take your life in your hand, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> you go a little bit, you take two steps to the left, you go up, <laughs> take two steps to the right, and then keep going. Um, land on the log, go over to the alligator heads, and then, you know, Hope not get crushed by the car. So, well. right, so, uh, so that's done now, and it looks beautiful. So that's, that's a win. Uh, let's talk about Casey's. Have you been by Casey's? Oh my gosh. Holy Moses. That thing is going gangbusters. It, yeah. We left for a week and right, it's like 80% right. done. It seems like. So it looks like the canopy over the, uh, the. Both of them. Yeah. So the canopy over the, where the pumping or the gas pumps yeah. are going to be is up. And I think the, their, the building is pretty much like, it looks like it's standing up. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. If it's not, if they're not in there, I mean, it, it's going quickly. October 13th is the date. So yeah. they should be able to make that or get, get ahead of that. Uh, Casey's is, is going along. If you've been by Dairy Queen. I have not been. That starts to look like a building now. I heard so the walls. Walls are going up. We're going up. Um, so. It's just super awesome. Super looking forward to that. Can't wait to get a dilly bar. Uh, or <laughs> <laughs> is it a peanut butter parfait? Um, call it? Yeah. That's McDonald's. Is that McDonald's? I don't think so. No, that's not Dairy Queen. I think it's Dairy Queen. I don't know. Correct us. Let us know. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I know you get blizzards at Dairy Queen, right? Blizzards at Dairy Queen, yes. Yeah. So instead of doing a music thing, what's your favorite blizzard? Uh, Oreo. Mm. Like mint Oreo, if they have the mint. I love Oreos. No, uh, Oreos oh are my great. I agree with that 100%. I, my favorite, they did, they do a seasonal one. It's a pumpkin pie flavored and I'm a pumpkin pie and nut. Mm -hmm. If you haven't, if you can't tell by looking at me, if you don't know what I look like, imagine it. <laughs> I look like I enjoy pumpkin pie, right? <laughs> so I love pumpkin pie. See, I'm a, I'm a pumpkin pie person, but it's gotta be the pumpkin pie. I like, I like pumpkin cookies, but. Yeah. So it's the pie, I mean, there's actually pumpkin pie spice oh. in the crust. There's little bits of crust. It's delicious. Phenomenal. I, I also like the. Oreo, the mint Oreos. I feel like that's a classic, but yeah. like when I was in college, I used to, I played softball, fortunately, um, so I could always run everything off, but right. I used to get, they actually had in Indiana coffee Oreos and mint Oreos. Wow. And I used to put them in the same container. And so anytime I would eat them, it'd be like eating a coffee mint Oreo. Right. Uh, so, but they don't have coffee mint blizzards, but if they did, I would totally eat that. Maybe they will now. Maybe, Maybe they, they list the podcast and like, hey, coffee mint blizzards. Dairy Queen. I keep trying to get Oreo to make a coffee mint Oreo. They haven't listened to me yet. Wow. I don't know. I, why. I'd eat it. I know. I, I would. Yeah. I don't need to eat them, but I do. Well, I mean, like I said, I look like I'd eat something <laughs> like that too. So Dairy Queen is coming along fine again. Will that be done before Maple? Maybe. 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 
Um, let's talk about sheets. Uh, again, right in the, right across the street from Casey's, we have another sheets. Yeah. Not another sheets. We have a sheets <laughs> coming in. Um, talk about sheets. Uh, you're more familiar with them than I am. I am. So sheets, uh, they are primarily in like the West Virginia, Pennsylvania, uh, kind of that area. And I was told, so for anybody who's heard us the last couple of weeks on the, on the podcast, talk about sheets and pepperoni rolls. So apparently this is what I was told by my, uh, my husband's aunt who lives in West Virginia, that West Virginia can have them on the shelf and the gas stations and other stores because they have like in their state law that you can have cooked meat products on the shelf to sell to sell. Yes. So that's why when you go to sheets in Pennsylvania, they don't have any pepperoni rolls because they don't have that as a state law. Like you can't get a pepperoni roll for anything. Not in Pennsylvania. Like not, not like you do in the sheets in West Virginia. No kidding. Yeah. So I don't know how Ohio does things. Well, I know you can get like a roller dog at like some of the other convenience stores, like a- Well, but it's like, it's on the shelf. Oh. And I didn't know the history of pepperoni rolls. Do you know the history of pepperoni rolls? Maybe this will be the- the, Did you know? Did you know? (laughs) So they originally started making them for the coal miners. That makes sense. As just something that they can have, you know, all the time and- um, Huh. And they just, they're kind of like the state snack. I mean, I don't think so, but- I mean, if I had to guess, at least in Greene County, we're not going to be allowed to have pepperoni rolls. I'm just guessing. I mean, just what I know of our health department and nothing, and Melissa does a great job. I'm not impugning anything they do, but we're probably not going to have pepperoni rolls. Unless you can make them, uh, and get like order them and then get them made. Right. Um, It's super sad. I had my first sheets experience this past week. I was spent some time in West Virginia, and I think people are going to like it. I think they're really going to like it. Um, With as much as they... I think question why are we why do we need all of these things? I think sheets will do sheets and Casey's both will do two things. It'll add some food food varieties that mm-hmm. we don't currently have because I'm told Casey's pizza is insane good. That's what I've heard. Um, so and so you'll have pizza there and then you'll have uh, sheets bills themselves as a restaurant that sells gas. Yeah. So I it, it was really interesting. It's almost like a restaurant when you go there because there's a little kiosk. Mm-hmm. You punch in what you want. It gives you a ticket and then they make it and call your number. Yeah, it's like on-demand food. Um, yeah, so it's, and they have a full-blown kitchen in the one yeah. that I saw in, in West Virginia. So it, again, increasing food options is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, let's talk about the reality. We're right off 675 at, at 235. Right. So it's a prime area for that type of development. And, you know, people, again, they ask, why do we need more gas stations? And, you know, one that's right beside a gas station and then another one that's going to be across the street from a gas station. But if you look at a lot of the highway you know, off ramps right, or exit ramps. I mean, there's always multiple gas stations and right. it's, it's just the nature of things. And it's, and, and it brings people in. Well, and, and exactly. And it's there, they wouldn't build it if there wasn't demand for it is what I right. tell people all the time. Right. So the, the other thing that we need to make people aware of is that yes, there's a marathon station there. It's there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really, you know, if somebody has an adjacent property and it's approved for a type of development, we can't keep them from developing it. Right. So while it'll be competition for the marathon, um, you know, we can't regulate that competition by saying, oh, there's already a marathon here, you can't come in. Correct. Um, we've got to let them develop according to the way that they're allowed to develop and these folks are allowed to do this and they're going to come in and, you know, it, it maybe the nature competition marathon will redevelop yeah. and upgrade their store and 
make it something that will can be as competitive uh, with sheets and cases. Yeah. So we're certainly not trying to drive anybody out of business, uh, but again, we can't control how these things develop. Right. So. Yep. We I don't really have a there's not really a social media meltdown this time. There's a social media I'll call it a question. How about that? Um, and if you go out on some of these sites and see these questions, there's one that came up that I want to talk about is uh, what's developing behind over by TJ Chumps. Oh yes. So this would be the South Side of Commerce Center. Uh, okay. That's is a market court. There's no map in here. Uh, yeah, I normally can look at a map on <laughs> a map, uh, but what the the side street there where you go down to get to Chumps. Yeah. There's a, about a 10 acre site to the south of that. That was purchased uh, by the owner of Frontier Self Storage hmm. for a self storage expansion. And it's gonna be a multiple thing. It's gonna be self storage, be allow for some RV storage. Yeah, cool. um, and it's gonna be a, a, a nice development, um, but it is gonna be storage. And so typically when, when that happens, two questions came up I wanna address. One is uh, somebody asked, didn't the city limit the amount of storage? Uh, no, we can't do that. Um, we did have a U-Haul that came in right. looking to redevelop the old Kmart, and that did not fit the plan that's in place. So we said no. Um, we didn't say no more storage. We said that doesn't work there. And so our uh, city council denied that application. Right. Unfortunately or unfortunately, however you want to see it, this has been a, it's an approved development here. So these folks came in. They provided a plan. It met what we intend to see. Mm-hmm. It meets our zoning. We got approved, and they're under construction. So... Um, that dovetails into one thing I want to talk about. I know we're running, we've got done a lot here, we have. but I want to talk okay. just real quick about something else. Um, we get in particular, one person uh, criticizes us because of our high rental occupancy here in Fairborn. And, you know, I, for a long time, I've thought about that and thought, well, how do we reverse that trend? What can we do to get more home ownership? And we're starting to see some of that happen. We're seeing the new homes being built right. uh, in the east side of town. That's increasing our ownership. However, we're also seeing a lot of development of rental housing. Mm-hmm. Um, new market rate rental housing is going up. And I think the the simple answer to that, if you think about it, instead of bemoaning the fact that we have this rentals, is the two things that drive our economy is Wright-Patterson Air Force Base Correct. in the region and Wright State University. Yep. Both of those institutions, the people that frequent those institutions typically only do so for a brief period of time. Right. Uh, in, in a lot of times at Wright Pat, it's two years. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it can be a little bit more, but a lot of times it's two years. And at Wright State, it's four years, two or four years, no matter, depending on what you come to do there. So you've got these short term occupancies in these two large institutions that are right. one is totally within Fairborn and one is totally along our western border. So yes, we're going to have a lot of need for rental housing because right. not everybody wants to own a place for two years and try to sell it. And try to sell. So instead, let's lean in on this and see what we can do to make sure that our rental housing is up to the standards that we need it to be. Mm-hmm. And we're currently working and constantly working on that with our code enforcement officers. So I want while a lot of people say, why do we have so much rental housing? Well, look at look at us. I mean, we're right, right state and right pat. It's a transient type. It's inevitable. On the move community, which, again, it's not a bad thing. It's just who we are. And that's not to say we don't have some wonderful neighborhoods Mm -hmm. uh, with some wonderful owner-occupied houses. And some we have everything from, you know, the small starter home to a large um, home in the three to $400,000 range. I mean, it's, we have a little bit of everything. Um, So while a lot of people criticize us for that, it's not, I don't think it's as bad as people say it is. Right. If we can keep the quality of those rental units up to what we need them to be, and we're always trying to, to uh, keep that where it needs to be. 
Which, and then if you look at the storage conversation with the constant movement of people from RIPAT and people from, uh, you know, Wright State, the more storage options we have for individuals, right. I mean, that it really makes sense. Yeah. Um, so those go hand in hand. They do. Really, they do. And so, and, and honestly, the storage places that we have in Fairborn are well-maintained. They're well-built. Yeah. Uh, we don't typically have any issues with them. Um, and the folks that own them maintain them and watch them very well. So, and they're full. They <laughs> so are. So that, that goes with, they wouldn't build it if there wasn't a demand. Yeah. So they're building it because there's a demand. And if they maintain it, good for them. Uh, we, we certainly can. And, and again, I mentioned last episode how we control some of those things to make sure it's the best quality we can get mm-hmm. when it goes in. So we try to do that. Right. Uh, and that's when, you know, then you have the situations where, People say, well, you wanted Cracker Belly Brick, so they went elsewhere, <laughs> which didn't happen. No, no. But <laughs> we we really try to make sure that people build with sustainable materials or materials that are going to last. And so that just, we're kind of, on the one hand, we can't win either way. Right. Right. So. And if you're curious about the whole Cracker Barrel thing, go back to, I think it's last episode. The show notes? It's in the show notes. We had the letter. We did have the letter. It is in the show notes. Yes. So go back and check it out. I'm not going to put it in again. No. (laughs) We could put that in every show note we do (laughs) and still get questioned about it. Um, Okay. So we've done a lot. We've we've talked about a lot here. We have. Um, And we probably have a lot more we talk about, but we don't want to keep people on this for too long. We don't want to lose any more um, subscribers. (laughs) In episode five, we'll go over some ARPA projects. Uh, We'll talk about, again, some social media stuff. We'd like to figure out how to get a guest on here. So we're yeah. trying to work getting a guest on here. Um, and if we can do it, I think people will love to hear the guests that will come on here. I think so. Um, if we can make sure that it's uh, in a controlled environment enough to where we can <laughs> actually air it. Uh, we we want to see if we can get a guest on here. Yeah. Um, and if you have suggestions for the show, please email us. Send yeah. us a message on social media. Uh, we're always willing to take suggestions. Um, for those of you that are subscribers, thank you. Um, tell your friends, yeah, neighbors. Yeah, family members, um, you know, we want uh, people to listen to this as much as possible and to get the right word out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we want to make sure people have the best information they can and go tell uh, the right things to other people. And wait, let me let me say one more thing before we, yeah. we get off. We had some comments, and I've, I've heard it from quite a few people, not necessarily about us, but just in general, they don't have time to listen to podcasts. Right. So let me help you out. This is how you listen to podcasts. Like if you're thinking, I don't, I don't know when I would just sit down and focus and listen. You don't, you don't have to do that. Right. I listen to podcasts when I'm cooking, when I'm doing dishes, when I'm doing my laundry, like folding my laundry, it makes folding laundry a lot easier Yep. when I'm driving, you know, so there are just kind of moments during your day that you might not think about listening to a podcast because you don't have to stop. That's the beauty of a podcast is you can listen literally anywhere. Right. And so I appreciate people are busy. I'm busy as well with two kids, but there's always time to listen to a podcast. And if you listen to it and you hear something that is irrelevant, you can fast forward. Yeah. You don't have to listen to the whole thing. Let us multitask with you. Right? Yeah, absolutely. We'll be your multitask. Like if you say, well, I can't multitask. Well, do something and listen to us. There yeah. you go. You know, just background noise. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, I don't know how right. good that would be, but. <laughs> I couldn't listen to my voice as background noise, but uh, if there yeah. people are, thank you. I mean, we 
Appreciate that. Uh, that might not be such a good suggestion, but right, you get right. the, hopefully you get the gist. I've got a face for radio and a voice for books. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's how, how we get anybody to listen to this podcast. Is I don't know. Amazing. It's all you. I'm telling you, you carry me. That's great. So. <laughs> okay. That'll do it for episode four of rumor has it again, reach us on socials. We have, I'm going to try to go through these without messing this up. We have Facebook, mm -hmm. we have Twitter, we have uh, Snapchat. Yes. We have TikTok. Yes. We have Instagram. Yes. And I think we even have LinkedIn. We do have a LinkedIn, although it's questionable. Right. I mean, we don't do much with it because no, who does anything with LinkedIn, LinkedIn, frankly? And we do have a, U we have a YouTube channel. We have a YouTube channel. Is less frequented because we're not at home anymore. Right. And we've got some wonderful ideas for doing that. So we really want to build out our YouTube presence and do almost a network where we could do some different things. Yeah. And we have some fun things that we could do. It's just finding the time in the day to, to pull that together. Yeah. And people. Um, I need like two more people. So if you want to be a free intern, Ooh. free interns. Free interns. Want I'm to all some, about that. Want to do some video content with us? Volunteer. Some volunteers. You want to volunteer for some video content, maybe some social media stuff? Yeah. Let's do it. All for it. We want to do that. So. Could I have like my own committee? Right? Wow. What if well, we were called, what were we called? We weren't called minions. Somebody called us something negative, and I'm trying to remember what that was. If you remember, let us know. Um, Not minions. What were we? Dictators. Dictators, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess we're trying to amass our <laughs> army to go forth and take over Fairborn. Go forth and multiply. So, <laughs> so anyway, that does it for Rumor Has It. Uh, listen to the podcast, subscribe. Mash the like button, as they say, um, and we'll list, We'll meet you hopefully around town. Please come to Bluegrass and Brew. Yeah. If you listen to the podcast, I'll tell you what, let's try to, I'm going to do this on the fly. So if you've listened this long, listen a few seconds more. If you see me at Bluegrass and Brew and you listen to the podcast. This come, one in particular. Just this one. Okay. Um, because the only way they'll know is if you listen to this one. That's true. Um, I will give you a, a Bluegrass and Brew sticker if you mention the podcast to me at the Bluegrass and Brew. Filled, we should we should up the ante. We'll give them not only a sticker, we'll give them all the swag that can fit in the mug. Oh man, I, gotta, I don't wanna carry that around. A, a, I can carry can, a sticker in my back pocket. That's true. Hmm. We'll figure it out. So we'll have something, but we, we'll have so <laughs> but we, need, we don't have another episode before Bluegrass, so we gotta yeah, figure yeah. this out. But find Rob. Find me, or yeah. Or Megan, I guess, too. Or me, yeah. Uh, find either of two of us. Mention the podcast. And we'll um, give you something. Mention the did you know. Oh. Uh, that way they can just say, hey, I heard your podcast. What did you hear about it? What did you hear? Yeah, what was the did you know about the podcast? Um, and we'll come up with, um, well, we'll do a special did you know for, the, for this. Mention Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys. Okay. And we'll give you a, we'll give you a sticker and maybe get you something else. Okay, Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass. Oh, I better write that down or somebody be like, hey, Bill. Monroe. I'm like, yeah, nice, that's great, thank you. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> right. All right, this is yeah, so episode. We'll give you something. We'll see you in a couple weeks.